Welcome to The Rise. I'm your host, Mark Basil. This is the podcast where we talk industry, we talk business, we talk shit, we motivate, and we get things done. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in this week to The Rise. I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in for all my previous episodes. This is going to be episode 7 that we're walking into right now. But I want to thank everybody who's tuned in each and every week, listen to every episode, subscribe, download. I want to thank my guest last week, Mike Massimino. He's an actor, over 40 plus credits on film and television. His credits are going to blow your mind. You've most likely seen him on your favorite shows. If you have not listened to part one and part two of Mike Massimino, please go back into the archives. Listen to those episodes. He's a funny, funny guy who loves this business, who is realistic about this business, who sheds his thoughts and insights about how to be successful in this business, how to be successful to his standards. And we also talk about his training how he prepares for his auditions, as well as chop it up and tell some stories uh, about his experiences on different sets. Talk about some of the different projects that he's worked on, his favorite, what it was like working with Jim Carrey, Joe Pesci, and being directed by the icon Martin Scorsese in the upcoming film, The Irishman. So please go back, listen to that episode. In that episode, we also talk about a mutual mentor of ours, in length, Chaz Palminteri, who has really kind of sculpted our work ethic in order to continue to pursue and persevere in this business. So go back, give it a listen. That's going to be episode five and six, part one and part two of Mike Massimino, which you could follow on Instagram at actor Mike Massimino. You can also look him up on Facebook simply by searching Mike Massimino. And if you're interested in following any of his credits and seeing what he's been fortunate to perform in, look him up on imdb.com. That's internetmoviedatabase.com, IMDb, and just search Mike Massimino. This week, guys, I'm rocking solo. I don't have a guest on this show this week. I'm rocking solo. It's going to be me talking about opportunity. I was told a story many, many years ago when I first moved into New York City, so that that resonates with me today. So when I had graduated high school, I had turned down a couple different football scholarships in order to move to New York City, go to American Musical and Dramatic Academy, which was an acting conservatory on the Upper West Side of New York, uh, of Manhattan, rather, and um, was really trying to find my way. I was making extra money at the time, bouncing in an Irish bar, which was our neighborhood watering hole. And I got to meet a lot of awesome people. And there was this one guy who kept coming into the bar. His name was Charlie. And he was an older gentleman at the time. This is probably around 2001, 2002, perhaps. He was in his 70s. And he was he was just an introvert. He would come into the bar. He would sit in the same stool on the same side of the bar, drink the same drinks. He never said anything to anybody. He never spoke to the bartenders, never spoke to the patrons. Kept to himself, very quiet. Bartenders just knew what his drink of choice was and just kept sliding it down the bar. And one day I was standing at the door. I was interested in finding out a little bit more about him. I mean, he literally would just walk in through the front door, go to his seat and sit there for hours and keep to himself. So one day I walked up there and I said, hey, Charlie, how you doing? And he said, uh, good. I said, listen, let me ask you a question. I said, you know, you come in here every night. You know, you don't really talk to anybody. I, I said, what's your story? Tell me about yourself. What, t- tell me your story. And he looked at me and he he said, you got a few minutes, have a seat. So I sat down next to him. He goes, listen, he said, I've seen progression of the American automobile. 
He said, I've seen American television come to life. He said, I've seen world, I've lived through World War One. I've seen World War Two, and I've traveled the world. And I said, well, that's awesome. I said, tell me about that. What did you see when you traveled the world? He said, I could give it all back. I would, because it doesn't compare to what I lost. And I sat there and I thought a moment about that. And I said, well, what, what does that mean? What did you lose, Charlie? And he said, when he was 19 years old, he was at the fairgrounds and the fair was seven days long. And him and his buddies in that, in, in every summer would go to the fairgrounds. And they'd go from the moment the fair opened to the moment the fair closed each and every day. And he said to me, the third or fourth day he was at that fairground, he must have seen about over 100,000 people already. And out of the over 100,000 people that he's crossed paths with in those three or four days, he saw the most beautiful girl he's ever seen in his entire life. And he knew at that moment that if he did not approach this girl, he would never see her again. And his buddies wanted to run around and they wanted to jump on the rides and, and, and enjoy the fair. And he knew that he had to make a decision. He had to figure out how to approach this girl. So he reached into his jacket pocket and he had a, a ticket for the rides, for the carnival rides, for the fair rides from the night before. And he walked up behind the, the girl and he nonchalantly dropped it at the heels of her feet. And then he picked it up and he'd asked her if it was hers. And she said no. And I said, what happened then, Charlie? And he said, from that moment on, we were inseparable. We ran around the fairgrounds all week long, shared cotton candy, went on rides together. And he said, when I was growing up, there were no cell phones, there was no Facebook, there, texting wasn't an option. To get to know somebody, you had to interact, you had to engage, you had to socialize. And we were together every single day from that point on, getting to know each other a little bit at a time. And I said, well, that's awesome, that's, that's true love. I said, what, what happened next? And he said, Pearl Harbor. I said, I was 19 years old, I was drafted into the Navy. And I had to go on some training boot camp that he had to go to and he had three weeks before he was deployed to boot camp and he had to make a decision decision one was do I tell this girl how I feel about her before I go or do I stay crippled by the fear of the unknown of what I'm walking into and I said what did you decide to do Charlie he said I was so crippled by the fear of the unknown I never got to tell this girl how I really truly felt Three weeks pass, he gets shipped off. And while he's in the Navy, in the middle of the sea, traveling the world, defending our country in World War II, him and this girl wrote each other every single day. 365 days a year. And then the following year, same thing. And then it was the third year, every few months, time would go by and he wouldn't get a letter. And every day, every week, every month that had gone by, he, he didn't get a single letter that third or fourth year and he couldn't understand why and when he finally got back to New York whatever little bit of money he had saved he went and he bought himself a nice suit and he went and bought himself a nice little engagement ring to give to this woman and he goes to the woman's house and he knocks on the door and the father answers the girl's father answers and gave Charlie a nice warm welcome you know thank you for serving our country gave him a hug and Charlie said, sir, by any chances, is your daughter home? Can I speak with her? And he said, Charlie, 
My daughter's not home. She hasn't lived here in over a year. Charlie said, what do you mean? He said, Charlie, I don't know how to tell you this, but she got married last year. Charlie was heartbroken. He told me that night at the bar that he's never been married in his entire life. Never has kids or grandkids of his own to enjoy. He still has shoe boxes in the top shelf of his closet of every single letter that was written and exchanged between that girl and himself while he was away overseas fighting in World War II. And Charlie put his entire life on hold, waiting for the opportunity to be with this girl, to see this girl again, to be with her, waiting for that second opportunity that second chance in life to come around again. And it never did. So at 70-something years old, Charlie, who had never been married, was all alone. And I wanted to share this with you because it's so important to recognize opportunities when they're right in front of you. It's so important to, to seize the opportunity when it's right there in front of you because you truly, honestly don't know if that opportunity is going to come around a second time in life. And if you don't seize that opportunity, you'll never know where you could have been or how far you could have gone. Life is all about opportunity. Everything we do on a daily basis is based off of a decision we make. From the time that we actually get out of bed and plant our feet on the floor in the morning, to how productive we are at work, to how we manage our relationships, to how we chase our dreams. Everything we do in life is decision-based. And those decisions are based largely off of opportunities that we find, opportunities that we seek out, opportunities that are presented in front of us. And oftentimes, people will be presented with an opportunity and they'll pass on it because of the fear of failure or because they're not sure how to see this opportunity all the way through or they're not quite confident in themselves that they can achieve this opportunity. I want everybody who's listening to this podcast to take a moment. And think about all the opportunities in your life that you would let pass on by. And I want you all to switch your way of thinking a little bit. So that from this day forward, from the day you listen to this podcast, you will take the opportunities that fall at your feet. You will take those opportunities that are presented to you and you will take the opportunities that you single-handedly have seeked out on your own. And you will ride those opportunities into the ground and there is nothing else to get out of them. So that you can excel in whatever it is you want to excel in. Whether it's life, career, relationship, doesn't matter. Don't be like Charlie. Don't spend the majority of your lifetime looking back on that one opportunity that you did not take advantage of. Live your life with no regrets. Take chances, take risks. We only have one life, guys, and it's our obligation to live our best lives, nobody else's, but our own. That's all I got for you today. 
hope this story shed a little light on and how we all choose to live our lives. Hope this episode will encourage you to live your life a little better, a little fuller, take bigger chances and chase that dream. Hope my little motivational rant was the kick in the ass each and every one of you needed to try a little bit harder at your dreams. Make sure you tune in next week, episode number eight. Uh, My guest, Freddie Gano, has been a Screen Actors Guild member for over 25 years. He's been working on various things, very talented actor. Uh, You can also find him on IMDb. We're going to be talking a little bit about an opportunity he had to work on this project that's going on in one over 20 film festival awards uh, how he got that opportunity and we're going to talk a little bit about how him and i met as well how we became so close how we work together on various side projects and what he continues to do within the business to stay on top of his game you don't want to miss this episode it's going to be a great episode freddie gano next week that's all i got for you guys you can follow me on instagram the good old ig at md basil you can also find me on facebook simply by searching Mark Basil. Uh, If you guys are interested in any of my screen credits, you can look me up on IMDb as well. Hey guys, I also wanted to share with you the analytics I received this week for my podcast. Pretty exciting stuff. 64% of our audience is based in the United States. 6% settled down in the United Kingdom. 4% split between Canada and Australia. 1% of our audience base is in Sweden, France, and Belgium, guys. That's pretty cool to think about that this podcast, this show that I started hitting all four corners of the globe. Our listenership and following is growing each week thanks to you guys who do tune in, who do subscribe, who do download. Let's continue to do that, everybody, so that we can see how big this show can actually get, how far of a reach we can actually accomplish. Don't forget to tune in next week with my guest, Freddie Gano, guys. You can find The Rise on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Cast. And any, virtually any platform podcast could be listened on. We strive to be on more platforms in the future, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you tune in each week. Don't forget to subscribe and download because the rise is only going to get better. I'll check in with you next week.